This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Hello, hello America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So, there are several things I want to talk about. The Jeep that was carrying the ashes of Fidel Castro broke down and they had to push it to the cemetery. I I absolutely love this story. Chip Gaines has spoken to the media about the scandal that happened last week and really took the high road. Uh, Sarah Palin came out about carrier and crony capitalism and I don't even I, I don't know I don't know what has happened to Sarah Palin and I I find it really perplexing also boycotts are becoming very very serious on both sides now that and believe it or not I want to start Words that I never thought I would say. I want to start with the Gilmore Girls right now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, I don't know a thing about the Gilmore Girls other than my girls are huge fans and watched every episode, and it became a ritual um, in uh, in the Beck household. Uh, As they were growing up, they would watch the Gilmore Girls with their mother every Tuesday night, and they would go over to their aunt's house, and even on reruns, every Tuesday night, they would watch the Gilmore Girls. And so it was a big deal. Uh, around my house when the when the Gilmore Girls decided to reunite and do what four episodes on Netflix, I am proud to say I've never watched an episode of the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, me too. And, uh, by the way, they weren't they paid the most of any actors on television. Yeah, yeah. Do those four episodes? Yeah, like seven hundred and fifty thousand each episode. an episode. Yeah. Yeah, were any of them working? I mean, I don't know. More, I don't even know the cast. I, I don't know. Were they? Were any of them like? Yeah, I used to be on the Gilmore Girls, but now I'm working at TJ Maxx. Or are they actors? I have legitimately no idea. I have no idea either. Okay. So obviously this is not going to be a conversation about the Gilmore Girls, but rather culture and the left. Listen to this. So uh, I'm I'm not going to give you a spoiler alert because I doubt there's anyone in this audience that is <laughs> waiting to see the Gilmore Girls. But if you happen to be that person, that this is the time to turn it off. <laughs> turn it off for a second. Okay. So apparently, and I don't I don't know the storyline at all. Except, do you know what the premise of the story is? 
No. Two, two girls. Two, two girls? girls. Oh, yes. That's okay. where I would All go right. with it. That's about um, <laughs> the, mom, the mom and the daughter. The mom and I the daughter. Okay, Rory, oh. I think, is the daughter. Yes. Don't know the mom's name. I thought they were sisters. Mom was, no. There's like Gertrude sisters. Gertrude is the mother. Gertrude. <laughs> because they're like sisters Bertha. because mom had Rory when she was 16 years old. Oh, my. And so, you know, and obviously... So they're she, good friends. They're just good they're friends. They're good friends. So stop mocking for a second. <laughs> Let me get through, and then you can do all the mocking you want. <laughs> so um, and I'm not going to stop you on the mocking. It's just to get through it. Um, so the idea is, is that this girl's life was so tough because she made the mistake of having sex. She had a baby. Uh, they've made it through... And that's what the whole thing is. She was punished with a baby. No, <laughs> no. Yes, that's what you could. Right. Re- stop with the mocking for it's a not second. Mocking. That's what it was. This is in the new. No, this is the whole premise. Oh, the whole thing of the, of the thing whole. Is oh. they, were, they were able to make it. They were alone in the world and they were able to make it. She was 16. She decided to keep the baby. She was. Um, um, you know, strong all the way through. Oh, she yeah, yeah. raised Rory right. to be a good girl, and they're really close. Okay, it's a success story of a teen pregnancy. That's what this is. Everybody understand that. That's the only premise yeah. you need to know. Mm-hmm. Success story of teen pregnancy. Two stories now. One, the reason why people who were big fans of the show were unsatisfied with it. They liked the four episodes. They didn't like the last four words of the final episode. Now, apparently, and I know nothing about this, I don't know why I've just lost my uh, audio, but apparently uh, the, the thing that they didn't like is the last four words because the last four words were written a decade ago. And the writer did not, the original writer and the original person that started the show did not write the last, like, three seasons back when it was on television. I don't know why, but she was jettisoned. And she always said she wanted the episode to end or the series to end when Rory was, like, 21 or 23 years old, and she was going to say the last four words, Mom, I'm pregnant. Right. Okay? And that would have been a big deal because she was... Tw- you use the contraction, that's only three words. <laughs> well, yeah, but it would have been the... But still. Mom, I am pregnant? Mom, I am pregnant. <laughs> okay. Yes, got it, okay. Okay. Uh, Mom, I am pregnant. I'm just making sure because okay. we'll hear nothing but that. All and right. then they'll lose the point of the story. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you, Pat. Blood action! Mom, I'm pregnant! Three words! Four words! That's all we'll hear. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate that. Mom, I am pregnant. Okay. Okay. Um, and that would have been appropriate when she was 23 years old and young and unmarried and she is just getting out of college and she's got her whole world in front of her, okay? Because it's not 16, but in our society, that's still young to be pregnant and unmarried, Mm -hmm. okay? Well, now she's not 23, she's 33. Rory is? Rory. Rory. Because 33 now? Yeah, because she was, yeah. Wow, has it been that long? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So it's 10 years later, when she was 23, they ended. It's now she's 33 now. Oh. And so now she's had her life. She's 
you know, she's still unmarried. Um, she's started her career, et cetera, et cetera. And 33 is not young to have a baby, right? Mm-hmm. But it changes, apparently, and I don't know, and I'm not going to get into it. It changes the entire storyline. It would have been a great ending 10 years ago. Everybody is upset because it's like, that. that's a bad ending now. That's not, it changes, this. now that's a setup for a new season. It's not a cap, okay? <clears throat> now, now that you understand that, that's the controversy. But here's the real controversy. I read something because Gilmore Girls fans generally are not listening to programs like this. They may not be getting the political news. So there was a story on uh, that I read. I don't remember New York Times or someplace about the writer and what she said after on those four words. She said. Well, Rory is smart enough to at least consider an abortion. (laughs) So I tell my daughters this. My daughters are, uh, they go go ballistic. They go ballistic. And they start in like Rory's a real person. Rory would never do that. (laughs) That's their complaint. Okay, all right. But listen, listen. Here's how out of touch this writer is. Okay, what is the story? Right. The story is at 16, a girl made a decision, and it's been the best decision of her life. And she's produced Rory. Seems to be a pro-life show. Show in that eventuality. If you, if she would have had a an abortion, Rory wouldn't exist. Real dull series. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay. It'd just be Gilmore Girl. Right. And then it wouldn't be the same. And she, and she wouldn't exist. So it makes the entire storyline meaningless right the yeah. pre- i mean really the premise as you describe it is is these circumstances that are sometimes difficult create these wonderful things correct right like that correct. is exactly so now imagine being someone who um at 16 uh, uh your mom was 16 she gave birth to you and you two made it and now you're 33 with all these great memories and you're pregnant and capable and wealthy enough to be able to have a baby, even by yourself. I don't know, Mom. I'm thinking about cutting this one out. Yeah, no way. Crazy. 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 It shows their their agenda supersedes all. Everything. Absolutely my, everything. My daughter, Hannah, said, and I thought this was so good. She said, um, the four words, she said, the entire four episodes were about the fans. And she said the four words were about the writer. She had her thing she wanted to do, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter if it wrecked it for all of the fans. She was going to be self-centered enough to do those four words because that's what she had planned. And she said she had announced it 10 years ago. Those were the four words. Yeah, so everybody knew. It doesn't really even work. And it doesn't even Still work. Did. So she said it became an ego uh, project, and then on top of it, the abortion. The abortion I'm going to get my political message in here, mm. which goes against everything in the show. 
You know, J.K. Rowling kind of did the same thing, didn't she? After, after the fact of Harry Potter, she started throwing in all her little agenda items. Oh, by the way. What? I don't know this. Alba's Dumbledore was really gay. Oh, by the way. Uh, Hermione gay. was supposed to be black. Oh, by the way. What? Well, <laughs> then why didn't you do it that way if that's what it was supposed to be? What are you talking about? Yeah, Where she, she is the, the tip-off that Dumbledore was gay? <laughs> don't, I mean, if you go back and look at the movies, I, 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 I don't buy into it. I just think it's political correctness on her part now. I just think she didn't have a diverse enough cast and, and a diverse enough story, and so now she's trying to make it diverse. Oh, my gosh. It's pathetic. <laughs> I pathetic. can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take... I can't take... Look, I, 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 I know... Um, you know, the people who make different lifestyle choices exist. I got mm-hmm. it. Yes. I got it. We, I think we all know that. And yes. I don't have a problem. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Don't force me to marry people in my church, and I won't force you to not marry. Can we just have some perspective and just get along and live together? be great. But it would no. be great, but television is non-stop gay relationships i i mean it's like it just it just it it seems like 90 percent of the population is gay and 10 percent are straight and getting mm-hmm. married mm-hmm. well this is why the the gains situation stood out to so many people oh, because i guess they didn't i don't right. i don't watch the show but i guess I they, do. they 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 uh don't have a lot of gay couples on or but something wouldn't well, that I mean, be sort of the balance to the rest of hgtv right. well, which does feature them all the time prominently it's fine but i mean the was there in waco the texas yeah and, and they're in waco in waco texas yeah, yeah. I, I don't know it's not many. like we're in san francisco <laughs> right. We're in Waco, Texas. And the shows they have in California can you know, fe- feature right. a lot of gay couples. I mean, I, I just, do. you know. I, it's they, just, oh, did you hear how Chip they Gaines... Do. They do. you hear how Chip Gaines responded? Gracefully, if I... Really? Uh, I'll give it to you here in just a second. First, let me tell you about Liberty Safe, our sponsor this half hour. Uh, I own a Liberty Safe, and um, I will tell you that we were talking about the fires uh, last week. By the way, the death count on the fires just keeps... Holy crap. I mean, what are they, 30-something already? And they're saying uh, there's still dozens of people missing. Have you heard about the fires now in Sweden? This terrorism. They've, terrorists have now started fires in Israel. All of Israel was on fire. Now Sweden is on fire, and they're saying it's terrorism. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's bad. Anyway, we were talking last week about the safes that we have seen, the Liberty safes that we have seen, where, mainly from the California wildfires, where whole neighborhoods burned down, and the only thing left standing in neighborhoods, the brick chimneys, and somewhere else in the platform, the, the foundation of the house, will be the Liberty Safe. I mean, it's really remarkable. And you open them up, and everything is fine. These things will endure. They're, they've been picked up and thrown by a, a tornado, they have had whole neighborhoods burned down all around them. They've had bad guys try to open them. They've had dynamite try to blow the door off. It doesn't work like it did in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Why? Because for any safety, there must be... For, I'm sorry, for any liberty, there must be safety. You want liberty. Keep the things that keep you free in your liberty safe. 
the best build safe on the planet. Right now, $250 off when you buy a Liberty Safe. Go to libertysafe.com, use the promo code BECK. Matching uh, mail-in rebate is also offered. It's libertysafe.com, promo code BECK. Glenn Beck. Mercury. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glenbeck.com. I I know I'm getting yelled at. I can feel the <laughs> anger from my two daughters as they're yelling at me from home if they happen to be listening to the show. The mother's name is uh, Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Long-term listeners of the program know the importance of that because it is my granddaughter's name. <laughs> <laughs> not coincidentally, by Not way. coincidentally. Not coincidentally. They are definitely connected. Huge Gilmore girl fans. Huge Gilmore girl fans. Um, I want to get to Chip Gaines here in a second. Let me go to Ashley in Georgia. Hello, Ashley. Hey, Glenn. I need to correct you real quick. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the last four words actually are Rory says like... mom. Lorelai says yeah. And then Rory says I'm pregnant. Ah. Fade to black. Yeah. Got it. How did you feel That's... about the ending? I hated it. Okay. <laughs> For the same reasons that I described? Yeah. I mean, it, was, it, it, wasn't, okay. it wasn't right. Yeah, right. right. Okay. Yeah. So, did you yeah, know? Am, so. Did you know about what the creator and the uh, writer said about mm-hmm. Rory and abortion? I did. I read the article. You yeah. read the article. Well, you listen to it, this show, and yeah. you're a fan <laughs> of the Gilmore Girls. Um, yeah. uh, how did that make you feel? It pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then I got ticked off, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not surprised because. These are, it's a liberal, sh- it's, if you watch it and follow it, it's, you know, she goes to yell for crying out loud. I mean, it's a liberal show. They live in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, I wasn't surprised, but I was ticked and then I was kind of disappointed um, that, that she kind of alluded to like, if the show had gone on, Rory probably would have an abortion because that would be like the smart thing to do for her or like, Unbelievable. I, I don't know. This is like, are, are you kidding me? I mean, have you missed the entire point of everything that you've written? Right, and that's my whole thing. I'm like, that, and they talked about like it's come full circle, and I'm like, 
but there's if you like God. If you if it comes full circle by aborting the baby, right. kind of you're right. invalidating your mother's choice. Doesn't it also break the exactly. circle? I mean, yeah. that's the whole point. The circle's yeah. over. I mean, it's crazy. Ashley, yeah, thank you so much. I, and you won't be able to pass that lesson on to your children because you would have killed them. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Okay, so here's what happened with Chip and Joanna. And this is the only show, well, this and American Pickers. Is it American Pickers? Is that on HGTV? Uh, no, I don't it's think so. history, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so Chip and Joanna Gaines. I love these guys. We should have them in. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Okay. Um, but anyway... Last week, in case you don't know, BuzzFeed uh, and, uh, what was it, Cosmo, uh, tried to paint them as bigots because they go to a church that is against gay marriage, blah, 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 blah. He says, this is Chip Gaines, he tweeted this weekend, regardless of our decision to make a statement about all this craziness or not, I ask that people please respect at Kate Arthur and at uh, Gina May. So in other words, the two authors that took us on, please don't be mean to them. Please be kind to them. Is that not the perfect response from him? Sure is. This is more than I would have done. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Really? You are, you know, we've decided you are the grumpy old man that comes out, get off my lawn. Who's we? Who's we? It was just, uh, three of us. Uh, okay. I think you're probably more likely to be that grumpy old man yelling, get off my lawn, than I am. I'm not the one with oh, the no. sensors on my lawn. <laughs> no, I have the... Do- I'm not the one who's got a fence. All I say lawn. is, I don't say get off my lawn. I say, release the hound. <laughs> Back in just a second. Washington Post is uh, writing a, a story on Fruit Loops and Frosted Flakes. Uh, they're not the kind of brands that usually get caught in political crosshairs, but in the aftermath of a combustible election, Kellogg's and a growing number of consumer brands have suddenly found themselves the unexpected target of boycotts and hot-tempered rhetoric. Kellogg said this week it will pull advertising from Breitbart News. Okay. I have a very clear statement that Kellogg's needs to hear um, here in just a couple of seconds. But first of all, I can, I can almost guarantee you that Kellogg's, you're being used. You are being played. Both the left and the right, you're being played. Kellogg's, I, I would bet almost my life that Kellogg's has never put a cornflakes ad on Breitbart. Mm-hmm. Intentionally. Never said, you know what, I want to get the Breitbart audience. 
what, how these how these things work is they go to their advertisers and said we need this number of people to see our ad. 30 million people. We need 30 million people to see our ad. Great. So who can do that? And they just put it out. And if you have room, it's called spots and dots. And it they don't buy the, the medium. They're just looking for the bodies. A million will come from the New York Times. A million will come from Elle right. magazine. A million will come from... Because Brighton. we used to believe that people are people. We used to believe that... Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on, say it. Say it, Pat. I can't go on until you do. So why should it be? Thank you. You and I should get along so awfully. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So we used to believe that, you know, somebody who votes for a Republican will eat Fruit Loops. Somebody who votes for a Democrat will eat Fruit Loops. But no, we can't have that. The 45 million people that read Breitbart are suddenly no longer people. If you voted for Donald Trump, you're no longer important to anybody uh, that makes cereal. Even though many of the people who make the cereal probably voted for Donald Trump. It is so infuriating. Now... Here's what I believe. Counterproductive. Counterproductive. Uh, stupid for the company. Here's what I believe. The, the Kellogg's guy was sitting there. He sees the Twitter storm that is coming. And, you know, we've got to boycott uh, uh, Kellogg's if they won't boycott Breitbart. And so the CEO goes in to the head of advertising and says, are we, do we, uh, this Breitbart thing, do we advertise? I don't know. Of course, I'm sure we've had something that is run because we that's the way we buy ads. All right, just just make sure that they're not on Breitbart because we can't handle all this negative publicity. Okay. Not now, realizing how silly a thing that is. Right. Because all the negative stuff they're getting is 10 people. I mean, almost all the time. It's almost all almost the time. every time. Yes. You just have to, if you write it out for a few weeks, yeah. you're going to be fine. It's going to be over. So here's the thing. So Kellogg's, so Kellogg's, they don't care. They don't care. They just don't want to be in the crosshairs. It's why 10 people, or probably more likely 100 people, make all the difference in the world. One organization with an active list that says, hey, retweet this. They send it out to a million people. 100 people actually get involved and really start to tweet. They just don't want to see that. And so Kellogg's is not making a statement on Breitbart. They're just trying to get out of the way. And most likely, they never knew they were buying it in the first place. Remember when Mercedes-Benz said that they would never, will never uh, buy ads on the Glenn Beck uh, television show? Really, Mercedes-Benz, have you ever seen a Mercedes-Benz on Fox? (laughs) Mercedes-Benz didn't run ads on Fox and especially at 5 p.m. They weren't running ads, okay? So, again, it is a leftist trick. Yeah, that's how they, that's how they inflate those numbers and announce things like 3,800 advertisers are now boycotting the Glenn Beck program. 
Right. Thirty eight hundred. Don't have enough. <laughs> a lot of advertisers. Enough, we don't have enough salespeople for thirty eight. <laughs> got like fifty clients. I'm having a little bit of a, a problem with Mercedes Benz being the arbiter of what you're allowed to say uh, when you go back in history. You might find. Oh yeah, you a might couple find of uh, issues darks. they've had themselves. Yes. Yeah, I remember Sears. Your car. You won't. You won't <laughs> yes. advertise on Breitbart, but you made a car that carried Hitler around in. All right, I got it. All right. So now. Protests are starting with New Balance. New Balance, uh, an executive made a comment about Trump, a positive comment about Trump in response to a question about a trade deal. Well, New Balance makes their shoes here in America. And so now people are burning their sneakers or throwing their sneakers. Have you seen any of these? I have. I was just looking at some of the uh, footage that's been posted. I saw one tweet of shoes burning in the street that actually don't look like they deserve to be burned. Um, <laughs> and the rest of them, people were showing themselves to throw away in the trash or holding a, a lighter over them. But there was only one pair I saw burning. You're right. <laughs> everyone's, yeah, I'll, everyone's hold, I'll hold a lighter by my shoes when I'm going to wear them as soon as I stop taking this picture. <laughs> All right. And then a neo-Nazi blogger hailed them as the official shoes of white people. Okay. Huh. <clears throat> Let me just spend 90 seconds on this. First of all, I don't like Breitbart. I don't agree with Breitbart. I don't agree with their position of giving a platform for the alt-right. I do think they were in the tank for Trump, obviously. They're now running the White House. (laughs) Don't think that's a good idea. But that is their prerogative. That is what they have chosen to do. There is much that we can't, there's more that our audience and their audience agree on. And quite honestly, I think if you actually got beyond the editorial section, there is a lot that the New York Times audience and the Breitbart audience also agree on. Probably If you compared story for story, news for news, and took the labels off of it, I would say a majority, 51% at least, the audience would agree on. We are more in line than we are separate. With all of that said, and how much I disagree with Breitbart, the answer is always more voices not fewer voices. For Kellogg's to dismiss 45 million unique visitors in a month is a slam against all of us. All of a sudden, 45 million people in a country of 330, that they're unimportant, that they shouldn't, they they don't have value, You want 45 million people. And by the way, those 45 million people, there are more that they affect. You can't piss off 45 million people in this country. You will end up being a brand of the left or the right. If we want to build bridges with liberals, not progressives, but with liberals, then we also need to build bridges with conservatives. And that's something that the left has to do. 
I stand with Breitbart not because I agree with him on everything, but specifically because I don't. I stand with the New York Times not because I agree with them, but because I don't agree with them. Kellogg's, you are dividing our country over frickin' Fruit Loops, and you're giving ammunition to the neo-Nazis and the alt-left radicals on both sides. You're giving ammunition to both of them. Let's stop the nonsense. Let's call off the war. Anybody who is a fan of mine and you see somebody taking Kellogg's on, change your tweet, change your attitude. Kellogg's, I will still eat Fruit Loops if you do. But you're wrong. We're not haters. Change the tone or we're going to destroy ourselves and we're going to balkanize. We're already moving in that direction. We talked about this on Friday. We're being balkanized. We don't eat the same food anymore. Why is that? And by the way, I'm not sure who's on the losing side of that. Because we're losing Fruit Loops, but the left, you're going to end up with the really bad organic stuff because nobody on the right wants that. <laughs> so I don't think anybody wins in this war. I do. I just keep eating the cereal I want to eat. Me too. I'm amazed. I can, I'm somehow able to uh, just purchase whatever. <laughs> How do you get through the day? Do see, that's what all 45 million uh, of those followers do. Too. They just keep eating Kellogg's because nobody is committed enough to stop doing that to stop the boycott. Well, if, if they, I if think, they stop making eating Kellogg's cereal, they can make mm. it less tasty. That's what they can do. Okay. Quite honestly, the other way to go is for 45 million people to all stop eating. Yeah, that's that's the other way to go. That's the other way to go. Stop eating. And then that stops the boycott. Oh, right. it stops it immediately. You don't want us, then we're not going to buy your yep. product. And if everybody did that, you wouldn't have a lot of boycott. But if everybody, honestly, if everybody did that and they were kind at the same time, yes. Yes. if they were like, look, Kellogg's, I will return the second you claim that I am a valuable person. Because I don't hate you. Yeah. I'm not who you say. I do read Breitbart. I did vote for Donald Trump. But I'm not a hater. But there are scant few people who are committed enough to do, you know, uh, to go to a different cereal company. <laughs> I mean, just, we're not even willing to do that. I mean, no, I you know, know why? When it, comes to, when it comes to Fruit Loops, it's because your kids like Fruit Loops. Yeah. No, it's because it's they're awesome. No, I mean, not in my house. Not in my house. Not in your house. More importantly, is it true, and I believe this is true, uh, much more vital to the society than so far uh, the, the boycott on Kellogg's? Is that all the Fruit Loops are actually the same flavor? So we're told. Oh, they're you all different colors, but they're all they all just taste. taste. There's not an orange flavor and right. a cherry oh, flavor. Whoa, 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 flavor. whoa! Isn't that whoa. incredible? All in your mind. <laughs> That's the real story here. I want a box of Fruit Loops. I want a taste test. That cannot be true. No, I, well, I, I have you ever tried it? I feel like I have, yeah. um, but I. I, I mean, think you're right. I feel like I'm so messed up by the colors I can't really yes. tell. But I, it's worth the taste test because it's, it's really. Weird. I think you'd have to blindfold. I think you'd have to be a blindfolded taste. I like that. 
And I need something to cleanse my palate. I like how they're like, boycotts are important. People won't even... By the way, let's get a taste test. (laughs) We get fruit loops. I ain't going to do the boycott thing. I mean, I'm not saying... I'm saying the opposite. Kellogg's, knock it off. All sponsors, all people who are tweeting back and forth, stop it. Unless you're going to tweet it in love, no one's going to listen. And you're only going to divide everything. You're going to divide everything. Don't you see... This is what they want. This is what those radicals on the left want. The only way to destroy you is to make sure that you can't get the advertising dollars, the, the, the sources that you go to can't get the advertising dollars. If you can't get the advertising dollars, you can't keep a company afloat. It's just not possible. So what are they doing they make sure that you never get American Airlines. You make sure you never get Ford. You make sure you never get Kellogg's. If you can't get Procter & Gamble, then you'll never be mainstream, ever, ever. And so what they do is they start this by saying, oh, look, Kellogg's. Kellogg's is not boycotting. You're being riled and used. And so... What is it right to? The right says, oh my gosh, we're the underdog. We're, gonna, we're being targeted because it's their only defense. And so they rally up support. And what happens? That rallies the left. And each side raises money. And each side learns, if I attack the others, I win. Even though the battle... The, ba- the battle isn't even won. You just win is, uh, win is money. Neg- is it? Is it even anything? It's negligible. I mean, it really, when, at the end of it, what, what happens? We become, we have stronger um, uh, people in our army for a while until right. they yeah, just get. You get a bunch of clicks, I guess, that yep, week. Yep. Yeah. And now this. Great company. Um, that I have known about for a long time, Simply Safe Home Security. I knew them when they were just introducing this system. Now, state of the art um, and changing the entire system. Their Defender Package. For a limited time, get $200 off their Defender Package. The system has everything that you need 17 security sensors, a panic button, a siren that will scare off the intruders, wireless connection to the police or fire that will dispatch the minute something happens, 24 7 monitoring for $15 a month, and no long term contract. $200 off of this. This is the most affordable thing for home security, possibly ever. SimplySafeBeck.com. Offer ends really soon. Do it now. SimplySafeBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. You know, looking at the New Balance sneakers boycott now, um, I am convinced that no sneakers were actually thrown away. No sneakers were actually harmed in the and no, no sneakers tweets. were burned. 
That's, I, I, I really don't. think that's true. You look at that, yep. they're put into pristine wastebaskets where yeah. there's no other garbage in it. Or there's a there's a lighter lit over the top of them. They're not being lit on fire. None of this is real. <laughs> it's, None of this it's is not, real. I know. It's stupid. Silly. Okay. I want to talk to you about your dollar, your bank account, your currency, your paycheck. And what the future holds next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. We are in what I believe is the largest currency war in the history of mankind. And it's the most wonderful time of the year. So this is all good stuff. Chris Martinson, our currency guru, uh, is joining us to talk about what this means for your finance. Put things that you're hearing in the news like tweets about China, uh, what does that actually mean to you? We begin there right now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Beginning of next year and throughout the year, um, I want to give you a handle on what I believe is coming just as a student of history. History doesn't repeat itself, but it, it rhymes. And I believe we are in a global currency war, the third world war of currency. First world war currency war was uh, World War One, then World War Two, and... Um, this has been going back and forth with China since Ronald Reagan. Um, but now Donald Trump is talking about trade barriers and specifically taking on China as uh, the biggest manipulator of currency, which historically they have been. But we have decided to play the game all of these years for a reason. You may want to stop playing the game. But I want you to understand what that means so you don't go in and then when the whole world falls apart, you go, well, why the hell didn't somebody tell me this? We have uh, Chris Martinson on uh, with us, our uh, guru from peakprosperity.com. Welcome, Chris. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well today. Thanks, Glenn. Can you put into perspective um, the the Taiwan and uh, China talk about being the, the manipulator of the largest manipulator of currency. First of all, is it true or are we the biggest manipulator of currency? <laughs> I think the answer is yes. 
Uh, everybody's <laughs> manipulating their currencies at all times, and there's a good reason for it. If you can keep your currency weak or low relative to your trading partners, it makes your goods more attractive. So if somebody has a widget to sell and uh, you can keep your currency nice and low, well, you can sell more of them. China's been on an absolute industrial tear. They've been exporting like mad. And so the thinking would be, in a normal world, their currency should rise in value relative to other currencies, and that hasn't been happening. And so the charge is leveled that China is manipulating its currency to keep it low, to give it an unfair advantage, to give its manufacturers an unfair advantage, that's what Trump is talking about. And so really, I mean, we have to cut ourselves a break. The reason why America doesn't make the world's goods anymore is partly because our currency was always so strong that the rest of the world couldn't afford to buy our stuff. And we bought everybody else's stuff because it was good or good enough and it was really cheap. We couldn't compete because of the value of their currency. Well, indeed, that's part of the story. And the other part is that we give ourselves lots and lots of tasty regulations and workplace safety laws and yes. uh, all sorts Correct. of things like that. And China doesn't burden itself in, in quite the same way, so, so they right. can compete. So, yes, they have cheaper labor, but that's just part of the story. The rest of the story is, yes, they are keeping their currency nice and low. And so this has worked out really well for the United States. Sometimes people say, Chris, the United States doesn't really export anymore, and it's not true. We export a lot of dollars. We run a trade deficit that, if it was its own economy, would be around the eighth or the ninth largest in the world. It's an astonishing number that the United States imports more than we export. When we do that, it means basically we're exporting those dollars, and we're counting on places like China, to hold on to those dollars and not send them back home. Why is that important? Well, so what they have to do, if they're holding the dollars, what do they do with them? The central bank starts to accumulate them in China, and so they can't just hold on to dollars, so they hold on to treasuries instead. And because they're buying our treasuries in the United States, what happens next is that keeps our interest rates low. So if China suddenly decided to reverse this policy, let's say, Trump comes out and labels them a currency manipulator, goes after them hard. China could just turn around and decide to start selling all of those treasuries. And if they do that, our interest rates will rise. Well, you want to talk about World War I, World War II, where are we in this story? We're in the middle of the largest credit bubble in all of human history. One thing credit bubbles really can't stand is rising rates of interest. That's what would result if China started selling its treasuries. Um, Chris, over the next few weeks, and I would like to bring you in so we can spend a day before we really talk about this on the air, but I am am more and more convinced that, uh, first of all, do you believe we're in uh, uh, a a World War III scenario of just a currency war? Well, we are. Everybody's, all the central banks are doing everything they can to try and keep this whole things stitched together. And as they do that, Glenn, they're creating larger and larger imbalances. The imbalances in Europe are large enough to tear it apart. They're very afraid of the rise of populism over there. They've seen this story before. Uh, the, The differences between what's happening with the Chinese, the Japanese, the United States central banks, all these enormous imbalances are building up, and nobody has a plan for how to resolve them. If we don't, there's a good chance they resolve 
chaotically, which yeah. is just fancy way of saying stuff just breaks down and then we see what happens. Um, what does it mean with Italy this weekend? Italy um, had the opportunity to um, um, solve things, if you will, or at least still ple- keep playing the game. They kind of did a Trump or a Brexit uh, this weekend and said no uh, to the, the uh, plan of their prime minister over there. So now he is stepping down. And it looks like it's, again, another Brexit. What does this mean? This, you know, a lot of people, I've, I've seen a lot of ink written already that says, well, this is just, you know, people not understanding the bigger issues, and maybe they're a little bit um, racist or more like Trump or something or something. But the truth is, Glenn, that, that the people of Italy have been suffering for a long time. The average people have been suffering for a long time. I think it's been since 1998, since their economy has been growing. And the people of Italy have had to endure with less and less and less, and they've just been getting squeezed. So I view this again, it's just, this is, they call it populist, this or that. Really, it's just economics. When people find their daily lives getting harder and harder, it creates social tension. This was another opportunity for the elites, this time in Italy, to figure out how they're going to start listening to their people. Uh, Renzi was deciding not to do that. Um, and the people of Italy very convincingly, nearly 60%, I think, is the last number I saw, said, no, uh, it's time for us to be part of this story as well. That's really what's going on here. And the bigger picture, the thing we can talk about over the coming weeks, is the only question that has to be answered at this stage of the credit bubble is who's going to eat the losses. Uh, Explain that. Well... When something can't be paid back, it won't be. And so the banks are always trying to figure out how they don't get to eat the losses. They're always looking for a bailout of some form. Or in this case in Europe, now bail-ins. But somebody's going to have to take the losses. So in the case of Italy, their banks have 360 billion euros of non-performing loans. Those are loans that aren't being paid. That's 20% of the Italian GDP. There's no possible way that they can cover that. So the question now is who's going to eat the losses? And the politicians would love that to be the taxpayers. They create inflation, which is a stealth way of stealing that um, from all the people. Sometimes they just do a bailout and just make the taxpayers pay directly. But the people are starting to say, no, this is unfair. We don't like this. And the losses should actually belong to the people who made the bad decisions. Maybe that's the banks. Maybe that's the politicians. So this is the real the real game that's that's being played right now. But how does that? How do they pay for it? How do the banks and the politicians pay for that? They can't. How are you going to give that to the politicians? Well, they were going to have to uh, suffer with austerity. So the so that the government's just going to have to say, look, uh, we can't just dip into the coffers for this. We're going to have to tighten our belts. Guess what? Every one of the politicians who was involved in that gets swept out of office. It's a real career killer when you have to tell people it's time to pay for all of the bad decisions. You know, I've been reading a lot about um, the, the gold standard and, and, and how we kind of got off it, and it's really much more complex, and the, the trade balance is so complex and, and yet um, elegant in the way it kept everything balanced. Um, but we don't do that anymore. When the Weimar Republic had hyperinflation and they inflated their way out of things, uh, first of all, 
they didn't inflate their way out of the reparations that they were supposed to. A lot of people think, I believe, that, oh, we're just, the world's going to forgive America of this big debt. I don't think so. Chris Martinson, do you believe they will? <laughs> no, how could they? Yeah. It's not, the world isn't an entity. When we say, you know, there's $7 trillion of U.S. money out overseas, it's not just in a spot in some central bank where they can flick a pen. It's sitting in a French pension. It's sitting in the endowment for a small school. It's, it's in people's 401ks and retirement accounts. It's parked all over the place. So either everybody has to agree to forgive that, or we get back to the prime question, which is who eats the losses? in this story. And the governments always want to try and inflate it away. That seems the simplest. It spreads the pain over a great many people. But what your listeners need to know is that this is a game. This is a game that's been played for a very long time. And it's basically heads we win, tails you lose. And that's what's creating the populist backlash. People are starting to figure it out. We have information now that we can access and go, oh, is that the game? Right? It's not like it was in the 50s when you only had one newspaper. Now we can go to other sources of information and say, oh, I see what they're doing here. This really isn't fair. And so that's what we're getting down to is that when people experience deep unfairness in their lives, they don't like it. And that's really, I think, a better okay. uh, ex- explanation of what's happening than uh, you know, simple ignorance or something like that. So, Chris, when you... Um, we'll, we'll have you back, and, and I want to talk to you about uh, the way the Weimar Republic um, stabilized their economy after hyperinflation. They attached it to land. Can you tell me at all, when you come back, about what a scenario like that would mean? Do they, does that mean the government takes the land? Could they do that with just the, pri- uh, the public land that they hold? Would they take our mortgages? How, how does that work? How did it work before? Because I'm more and more convinced, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this now, that the central banks and the central planners actually thought the lessons from World War I, the Weimar Republic, and World War II, they think those actually worked, didn't they? Well, they kind of did, and this is a really important topic. It'll take a little while to explain, but it's summarized like this. If you read all the accounts of what happened in the Weimar Republic, all the popular books and all the stuff in the library says, wow, there was a lot of wealth destruction. Look at all these middle-class, upper-middle-class people. They lost everything. When you really look at what happened, though, no wealth was actually destroyed because real wealth are the factories, the farms, the streets, the cars. It's the real productive wealth of a nation. That didn't go away. What happened? It got transferred. This happened in the 1920s and 30s in the United States as well. All these people owned farms. They went bust because the mortgages all uh, went bust on them. And when the dust settled, if you watched carefully, who owned the farms changed hands. So that's what I'm trying to alert people to, is this idea that what we're facing is not so much a wealth destruction is a wealth transfer, but first you've got to understand what the real wealth is, and it's okay. not the paper. Let's start there uh, next time you're on. Chris Martinson from Peak Prosperity. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, sir. You're welcome. God bless My you. pleasure. You bet. Um, our uh, sponsor this half hour. By the way, if you would like to learn something, could you write to what? Which, which email address? Does Keith have one? Somebody, somebody have one that we could, you could write to? 
Just that is monitored. Jeffy at glenbeck.com is Jeffy fine. J-E-F-F-Y at glenbeck.com. If, if you don't understand something, for instance, I, I don't think we did a good job, because I, I was all over the place. I don't think, and I'm going to come back and explain why what Trump is doing with China is going to change things and, and why you need to understand it. You may, in the end, still be for it. You may, in the end, be against it. Doesn't matter. You need to understand what's going on. Because right now, the press is just taking this and saying, well, he took a phone call from Taiwan, and that's never been done before. And the people who are listening to this argument on TV are saying, who gives a flying crap, right? Well, he says he's a, the China is a currency manipulator. Well, good, because they are. But what does it mean to you? We'll do that when we come back. And now this. Once you truly understand what Chris was saying there, the incredible transfer of wealth that is coming, you... Uh, either have all your 401k lost in the stock market, so you got nothing. You lose all of that. Well, that wealth went to someplace else. You have a debt on your car. You default. Your car goes to someplace else. The bank has that asset. Same with your house. Do you have any tangible asset that you can hold on to that will not be destroyed or transferred to someone else? This is why I recommend gold. Goldline can help you. Talk to them about your IRA. Talk about, because you probably have money in your IRA. You can change that to physical gold and they can help you do that. I want you to call them now and, and talk to them about your future. Find out if gold or silver is right for you. You think you can't afford it. I think you'd be surprised, especially when it comes to silver, Call 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Do it now. Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Mercury. Here's the thing on um, uh, Trump's phone call to Taiwan and uh, currency manipulator calling them a currency manipulator in China. Um, I agree with the truth of both of these. I don't like the fact that we have a one China policy that what that means is that China owns Taiwan. Taiwan is free, just like Hong Kong. It bothers me that, that England gave back Hong Kong. Well, yeah, they Taiwan had to. Taiwan is more lease. free than Hong Kong. Oh, much, because there was, no, there was no agreement in place. They are a free nation. And because we want the currency and the, um, the, the money, the, that we want them to buy bonds, we, we, we just want cheap stuff at Walmart, we have developed a one-China policy, which means we look the other way while they say 
Taiwan is ours. Even though Taiwan's an ally, even though we've got arrangements militarily Correct. with Taiwan. We won't defend Taiwan. We won't defend Taiwan. When the big deal is, is that Donald Trump said that um, uh, he talked to the president of Taiwan. You don't you call don't them the president of Taiwan because that China has to, China has to respond to that. Now, we might agree with this, but it's important that you understand what this all means. When he said, because he tweeted this weekend about Taiwan, and then he tweeted about a currency war. And you're hopeful that he understands what it all means. And he's not just doing this out of his butt. You know, that he's not just waking up and thinking, ah, I'm going to tweet about uh, Taiwan now. One thing he does... Hope he understands what he's doing. One thing he does care about is the trade, trade. deals. Right. And yeah. he, so he would understand he the complexity, I think, between Taiwan and China and the United States. Hope so. Yeah. Because how, how the, worst, the worst case scenario, 70, how com- 75%. That he does know. Really? He does know. That's pretty high. That is pretty high. It's just ever so slightly higher than the the percentage I would give it. Which is what? Three? Okay. Oh wait. <laughs> I, I'm 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 counting Eight? on that he knows. But <laughs> you you have to know. It doesn't matter if he knows. You have to know the stakes of the game that we're now playing. The Glenn Beck program. I want to explain um, the what we're up against on the trade uh, and uh, and currency war when it comes to China. So when you're hearing um, the press say, "Hey, uh, he shouldn't have taken that phone call, or he shouldn't have, you know, talked to you know the president and, and called her the president of Taiwan," I personally think we should recognize Taiwan. I personally think that we should move the capital of, uh, I'm sorry, the embassy of Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. But everybody who agrees with me knows what that means. Would you agree with that? That when we say we're going to move the capital or the embassy to the capital of Israel, Jerusalem, and we're going to recognize it as the capital, that everybody who's like, yeah, we should do that, pretty much so understands, well, that would be a really big deal. Do you think, or is that just wishful thinking on my part? Uh, Probably wishful thinking. But I think that people would recognize that people are going to get very annoyed about it, I suppose, and that at the very least they understand that. Right. 
This is not something that you do lightly. Right. You, if you're going to change the policy, and, you know, look, a lot of people in the primary, including Ted Cruz, were very big supporters of that particular move in, with Jerusalem. And you have to make sure that you're, whoever you, you know, your candidate is, it's not just supporting that position. It's understanding the fallout of it and how you're going to deal with that, too. I mean, it's, that's a huge decision that would piss off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with pissing off people. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I I have no problem. It's time we do the right thing because they are the right thing. However, that's going to cost you. You don't just do the right thing and expect it not to cost you. The the world of uh, of the president is just as real as your world. You can't walk in to the bank that holds your mortgage and walk in and say, you know what? You guys are a bunch of frauds. When you're going in 30 days to renew a mortgage, right? right. There's going to be ramifications of that. you really don't like them and you really think they are fraud. Correct. You have to. And you can sit here and say, I want to say the truth about the bank. That's cool. But know that you're probably not going to get the mortgage. Well, it it's goes back to uh, the, the traditional um, wife asking, do I look fat in this question? Yes. I mean, if she does. You don't necessarily want to say that. Correct. Because there are ramifications. Now, you may want to get, you may be at a point where you say, you know what? I'm saying this. I don't care. It's the truth. I don't care. But you you need to understand the reality of that divorce. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And the reality of a divorce of China is as big as they come. The fight that he has selected is not Mexico. The fight that he has selected is China. China, you will say that China doesn't want a trade war. They don't want to get into a hot war. They don't want a whatever because China needs us. Well, do they? Well, I don't know that it's just that, though. I mean, they also need themselves, and they know (laughs) that they'd lose a lot of themselves with any sort of hot war with the United States of America. I mean, like, well, China doesn't care about people. That's how mean? we've kept the peace now for, you know, 70 years because Correct. of the mutually assured destruction. But here's, here's where I want to take you. As I read up on um, currency, the gold standard, uh, the banking system, uh, all of the things that we have done in the world in the last 100 years that have gotten us to this place to where our deficits are out of control all across the world. The world is on the verge of destruction. Would you agree, Pat, that Europe is one really bad September 11th away from possible collapse of the euro? Uh, Yeah, probably. Okay. It would have to be pretty big, but, I mean, you know, it could go into civil war. Europe could go into civil war quickly. You could, somebody could blow up the Sistine Chapel, and it could send Italy spiraling, which would then send the Euro spiraling, which would then send Europe and America spiraling, and it would be awful. Um, would you say that the United States is that close? Yeah, definitely. Okay. 
China is in the same boat. No matter what anybody says, China is in the same boat. Probably a worse boat than we're in. Russia is in, the wor- in a worse boat than we are in. Mm-hmm. We are the, still the cream of the crop, okay? That's how bad the rest of the world is, is in trouble. Same thing with the Middle East. You don't think killing the Saudi king could spiral the entire Middle East into darkness? Absolutely. So we are looking at a global problem. <clears throat> Here's my fear. My fear is that somebody will do something stupid that will start something spiraling uh, and not even think of the ramifications uh, and it will just spiral out of control like it did with uh, the Archduke Ferdinand where a guy getting assassinated in Austria all of a sudden, wait, what happened? And now the whole world is battling. And nobody knew who the Archduke Ferdinand was except the elites. There is another fear. And the other fear is that the people who are looking to the other side of this, there are people, it's not just us, there are people who have looked at this situation and went, okay, how are we going to get out of this? Because we, we, if we inflate our way out of this, as Chris was saying, we inflate our way out of this, well, that's going to mean massive, massive pain. It's going to mean a global depression. So how do we keep the people in place? How do we keep revolutions from happening? Yada, yada, yada. Here's my biggest fear. There's going to come a day, and it's probably right around this time, where somebody says, Mr. President of whatever country, Mr. President, global instability is coming. And if we want to lead the way, we will never be stronger than we are right now. We need to assert ourselves right now. And X, Y, or Z. Because three years down the road, our situation, China's situation, Russia's situation, Europe's situation is only going to get worse. By that you mean they'd purposely start some sort of... Something. They will take action that will start things going. Most likely a trade war that will start the ball rolling because they'll feel we'll be able to withstand it. They won't or at least we'll have more power than everyone else so we can play it out. And they'll play the scenarios out in their head and they will be convinced that they will be the ones that will stand. But once you open a can of whoop-ass, you don't know who's going to win. You don't, it's whoop-ass for a reason. That's incredibly risky feeling. That's a huge risk to take for anybody to start something like that, for anyone to be that irresponsible. All it takes ro- is a trade. They're going to roll the dice. All it takes is a trade war. Pretty All irresponsible. So, are you telling me that you can't see someone walking into uh, the prime minister of Italy? The pri- you can't see. No, but Putin? I could have seen. I could have seen that happening any time over the last seventy years. Yeah, and it hasn't. But everybody knows. See, mutually assured destruction stopped everybody. Right. But now the elites know 
destruction is coming, but it's not really destruction. It's redistribution. So who is going to be on the receiving end of the world's wealth? It better be us, they will say to themselves, because we have, you have to remember, put your mind in not the mind of a liberty lover, not the mind of people who care about people, but people who believe that they have the answer. Yeah, and People are just cattle, and they're going to buy and sell, and there's going to be a lot of death and a lot of misery. George Soros, you know, it's kind of a fun experiment that you run. And yes, people get hurt and blah, blah, blah. But if you put yourself in the mindset of somebody who says, yes, there's going to be a lot of destruction and a lot of problems and maybe war, but in the end, we'll be the one that will control the world, not in the evil way, but we'll be the ones that will control the world and we'll be able to set up the next world order. And that's assuming that they're absolutely certain that they're going to be at the top of that ladder, which they may not be. I don't think anybody's ever going to... they may not be. I don't think anybody's going to be certain. They're going to say themselves, is our situation going to be better tomorrow next week or a year from now or worse I don't and know, if they've been riding this wave for a really long time uh, i, I hope you're right continue to do that i hope you're right me too but i but i want you to know that when we're talking trade war currency manipulators and we're getting into actual punch them in the face kind of stuff when we're talking about a 35 percent tariff When we're talking about those things, there will be a response. And the one that gets hurt in a trade war is you. Because you're looking at it and saying, oh, well, then they'll be forced to buy our products. Well, no, because they'll put up a barrier too. Well, that won't be fair. Then we'll raise ours. Well, that's what happens. And that's what causes depression. And then they so, move it to Bangladesh or India, which is even cheaper than China, and sell it to Correct, you. correct. Because what happens is you walk into Walmart and you're expecting to buy everything at Walmart at cheap prices. Yes, it's not being made here, but that's why you can afford to buy it. Mm-hmm. And so when there's a 35% price increase at Walmart, that's when you get hurt. And that's when your money starts being shifted over to China. Your money's being sent to China in greater amounts. Or your money stays here where we make clothing? Oh, we don't. Where we make what? New Balance running shoes? Yeah, I mean, it takes a while for that balance to come back. Yeah. Uh, I know you brought up your biggest fear. Can I bring up mine really quick? Yes. Because um, I, I had, it was at least my biggest fear until just a couple of moments ago. Um, my biggest fear was, of course, that the globe might uh, heat up about 0.9 degrees Celsius over the next century. Oh, my gosh. Um, because, I mean, we've seen the devastating effects. How, mm-hmm. much, wor- how much worse are we now in 2016 than 1916? Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> what a, ter- what a right. terrible time it is today compared to then. Uh, but I will say uh, the global warming thing is solved because the Trump transition team has announced Ivanka Trump is going to meet with Al Gore to discuss climate issues. Oh, my God. So we are all set on that one. Don't worry, everybody. Oh Everything's going to be fine. Gosh. Ivanka 
his meeting with Al Gore. Now, it was earlier in the week they reported that Ivanka was going to be the climate czar, oh. but it wasn't confirmed. Agonizing. Now the Trump transition gonna... team is announcing. They're actually publicly telling czar. us this. I thought she was going to be the first lady. Did he not? Well, this, that's what this role is. Did that's he saying... not? Nice. Assure us that he was he was not this climate change guy. But Ivanka is, is and he Ivanka loves Ivanka. I know, and, and did we listens. not say Ivanka is going to be instrumental in a lot of these? And by the way, she's a registered Democrat and very liberal. But of course, obviously, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. Oh, good golly. And now this. How prepared are you to be self-reliant mm. in case of some sort of catastrophic change in anything? Uh, Being self-reliant starts by making sure you're prepared for a job loss, a natural disaster, climate Climate change. change. What if no food can grow anymore because it's too warm to grow food? Oh, by the way, we're getting the largest cooling. wouldn't happen for another 100 years. uh, We're getting the largest cooling front America has seen in what, 100 years? Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Um, Starting an emergency food supply is an important step, and My Patriot Supply is the company that we use and we recommend. And right now, they have a four-week emergency food supply for $99. This is a $217 package. It means breakfast, lunch, and dinner, the snacks and the drinks and everything for a month for one person or um, uh, for a family of four. Everybody eats for a week. This is the best place to start your food preparation, to make sure that you're prepared for a week's emergency or not being able to make ends meet at the grocery store. I want you to call 800-200-7163, 800-200-7163, or go to preparewithglenn.com. Do it now, limited time only, four-week emergency foods for $99, preparewithglenn.com. You're listening. You're listening. To the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. so wrong of me to say how satisfying was it to see the jeep that was carrying uh fidel castro oh, break down nice it was real nice yeah it was real nice such a giant of a man in such a small little box too did you notice <laughs> they uh they cremated him there he is in this little teeny coffin pulled by this 1970s soviet jeep <laughs> On the that's parade. all they have on the island. That's all they have. Yeah. That's all they have. Yeah. And it broke Retro. down. It broke down, Retro. and they had to push it to the cemetery. So good. Oh, my It's gosh. just Michael Moore will not be highlighting that. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
Hello, America. So glad that you're here. We want to talk about a couple of things. Um, one, Ben Carson has been appointed now to the uh, HUD secretary position, which I, I, I immensely qualified for that. I don't understand Absolutely. that one. I, mean, I don't understand that one. Um, we do have Sarah Palin, who has now been appointed to the head of the VA, which I think is really good. Except I don't understand what she tweeted over the weekend. And we just found out the Trump administration has just announced our new climate czar. Yes, a Republican has a climate czar. Our new climate czar is his daughter. We begin there right now. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay. Um. So here is the here is the latest on Ivanka Trump. She is they announced today the speculation she's going to be the new climate czar. Um, I, I am having a hard time getting my arms around a climate czar in the first place. Um, but um, it's Ivanka. Possibly they did announce today a step that looks like it's taking them closer to her being the climate czar. Sorry to misspeak there. Um, that she is going to have a one-on-one meeting for the administration with Al Gore. Yeah, um, and they're going to discuss climate issues. There was a story um, earlier in the week that uh, she was... They were talking about her in the traditional first lady role, which, of course, people immediately jumped to the fact that he had had many comments about how attractive she is, so it is kind of a weird thing. And I'm just taking Jeffy's commentary out there so we can move past it. Uh, Because the first lady role is Melania is just not into it. It's not her thing. She doesn't feel like she's necessarily effective with it. So that... I don't understand this. Family's representative... thing becomes whatever the thing is for four years. Right, but I mean... You sacrifice yourself for the country. But the question, though, is, is Melania really effective at that job? Um, I don't don't know that I would consider her that to, to be that. And I don't know that she would consider it. She doesn't seem to like the spotlight... Or like, you know, uh, Michelle Obama, she's out there talking about, you know, uh, healthy eating and those types of things. They're not necessarily direct policy, although with Hillary Care, there was direct policy. Um, sometimes it is, sometimes there isn't. But uh, just that, what are they out there promoting? You know, sometimes it's just military issues. Sometimes it's charity issues. Sometimes it's food. The They're expecting... Really doesn't have to promote anything. I mean, I know it's a different argument. It's the tri- what I'm saying is the about? traditional role of the first mm-hmm. lady, Okay. Uh, what is typically feel-good stuff that no one's supposed to read a book to some kids twice a year and move yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not arguing that. My point is, though, that they're trying to put her in control of these things, potentially. Right. Um, uh, and so Politico did an article saying that she might be, they're calling her the climate right. czar. Uh, so they have not, to, be, to clarify what you said earlier, they have not announced she's the climate czar. They've just announced this meeting. Okay. Um, but it seems to echo the exact reporting that came out earlier this week, which was saying that she was going to reach out to left-wing groups and try to 
work in some of their agenda into her, her dad's agenda. I'll give you this one as well. If you don't think Ivanka has uh, uh, any influence, Nancy Pelosi, minority leader of the House of Representatives, called Donald Trump after the November 8th election. They talked about domestic policy and infrastructure, which, of course, they generally agree on. I mean, when it comes to infrastructure, yeah. they're big on both. Oh, yeah. They obviously both want a lot of spending in that area. Uh, but when Ms. Pelosi tried to um, raise the specific subject of women's issues, the president elected something unexpected. He handed the phone over to another person in the room, his 35-year-old daughter, Ivanka. He's on the phone with the House Minority Leader. I don't feel comfortable here. Talk to Ivanka. Now, Ivanka was, of course, the source <laughs> of the $680 billion proposal for uh, you know, maternity care and child care for women. Um, she, this is a big part. I mean, this is a big part of the platform that obviously. Uh, the two American for one signed up for they they, yeah, they two like for one they like the fact i think that we know. loved that we loved that with bill and hillary clinton as oh, conservatives didn't. you get two for one yeah. right so i mean that is look that was he was not hiding that during the campaign nope. he was promoting it as nope. a as a big part of his platform and yep. so this is sort of the uh the, the growth of that i mean i think it's not surprising to i don't think to anyone who voted for now him. look can i play devil's advocate here i i i don't care if if uh they meet with Al Gore. I think that's strategically very smart. Cool. That's good for you. <laughs> that's great. That's great that you Again, I go back. What I'm doing is, is playing in my head. If I, am, if I am trying to cobble together a coalition to get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to get done on climate change? What do you want to get done? Uh, what do I, I want to get done with Al Gore? There's not one single thing. Nothing. I can get done... As a conservative, with Al Gore on climate, there's no reason to meet with him, unless we're going to, you unless know, you happen his to Nobel agree, Prize or something. Unless you happen to agree with some of the things. Unless I agree with these things, and then we're going to get things done because now yep. it's easy. But that's not playing devil's advocate. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what that's, we're all saying. And that's, by the way, what Trump is saying. It's insane. Um, now, it's insane to do this. Why would you ever? Why in a million years would you meet with Al Gore on climate? You wouldn't. Well, can I can I ask you? <clears throat> have you seen the Trumpsters turning now on uh, Ann Coulter? Well, yeah, because she cared. Say it looks like the big sellout is coming. She's on sacrilegious. Clearly, she came out and actually criticized Donald Trump. I know, but if that's what you were voting, and she said, that's what I'm voting for. I'm only voting for that. I only care about this. If he's now trying, and if he's now saying that he's not going to do that or sending signals that he's not going to do that, so wouldn't you expect some of his supporters to now say, hey, we were sold of, of yeah. goods that were lies? Blasphemous? Yes, I would expect He just that. said the other day that he was going to build a wall, a very big wall, believe me. So... I don't know how well, she can be. I did actually that. say that he is not going to be. Look, he's got to build a wall, but we obviously have rivers in places, so we don't need the wall there. There's but also, I agree with that. There's though. also mountainous Vicious terrain. Vicious rivers. You know, you might agree with it. It's just you didn't run for president on the opposite platform, right. so it doesn't matter what you agree with. Right. If you were elected, it would matter who, what you agreed with. But you can't this tell me that. You can't tell me that. Thank you. It can't be done. You can't tell me. That Ann Coulter actually believed that we would build a wall in places where it is a cliff, I don't, or it is a, a river. You a don't river? build a, a river. You don't. But you have a river. You don't. You have other 
capabilities. There's a river, like, the whole way. You have (laughs) other capabilities in some places. Exactly, and that's what, that's, you know who who argued that eloquently? Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush argued that eloquently throughout the campaign, that you can't really uh, build a wall on the entire, entire border. Well, even we said, as hardcore as I am with immigration, exactly. you can't build a wall. I mean, you can try. Said this. It's going to be cost prohibitive. He said this all the way through, guys. He doesn't believe that he's going to build a wall the whole time. We said this. He never, no, he but never said that. Are you telling me that Ann Coulter actually thought he would build a wall in the middle of the river? I don't know, because we told Ann. Ann? You build That's it on the, not your going side. to happen. You build it on your it side is. of the terrain, of course. You don't build it in the middle of the river. We were just told right, that, your the side supporters, of the terrain. that the supporters uh, took everything he said, didn't take everything he said seriously, right? No, they, yeah, literally. Yeah, but literally. Didn't take it right, literally. literally. We were the ones right, that took it. Look, I, I don't, I mean, I, I, never, I never thought he, I mean, Pat and I are on record. We are actually in danger of eating our underwear if he Very builds little danger. Very the wall. The, the danger, danger is, is fleeting, isn't it, Pat? It sure is. Uh, well, and he, by the way, he's not in office I want to be yet. included in this. I said, too, he will never build the wall. Okay. But it, then the, the but offer is I, but, we will eat our underwear if he builds 90% <clears throat> of it. It's 90%. We actually gave him 10% we'll give, of the wall. We gave him 10%. You, you don't even have to build it in certain areas where everybody says, oh, okay, all right, we'll give you that. If you build 90% of a wall between us and Mexico, we'll eat our underwear. And I think I'll take you up on that. All right. All, right. All three of us. Effie, yeah. you in? You'll eat anything, so you're in. Yeah, I mean, if there's a little ketchup, I'm good. <laughs> there's fiber. Yeah. Um, Doctor's yeah, been telling me to eat more fiber. And look, every we've talked about these issues for a long time. Pat, and I want him to. Yeah, yeah. Right. I want to eat my underwear over this. That is a good point. I do, too. Well, let's I be clear. Too. I don't want to. But I would I like him to build, build the wall, yeah, I but I do not want to eat my underwear. But, I mean, this is, you know, I don't know. I will say that. If I, could, if I wanted to, I could have done that without the bat. That is that is true. Yes. We've talked a lot about this seriously versus literally thing, which mm-hmm. is like you're you know, supposed to take him seriously. Selena Zito did this great point. And yes, it's a yes, great yes. point. It's a great observation of how I think voters looked at Donald Trump. However, it is a little bit upsetting that it is on us to try to figure out when the words he says mean the things they mean. No. That, that is not supposed well, that to, that's not my fault. That is what right? we said. We did time. say that did too. Say you, how can you time. trust any of it yeah. when you don't know which right. one to trust? And, and yeah, we thing. did I say mean, that. That shouldn't be our responsibility. It's that's his responsibility. Okay, so, so could I ask you a next question? Let's move to Sarah Palin. And I mean this sincerely. I'm beginning to be concerned with Sarah Palin's health. Okay. Because she's not making any sense. Remember when she came out and she endorsed and she was like, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was really mm-hmm. crazy. She's made sense in a new editorial, a new op-ed about crony capitalism. Now, hasn't she just been named the head of the VA? No, I think she's under consideration. No, she's, yeah. Oh, I thought she was named it. She hadn't, you sure? Uh, Look it up real quick. Yes, I don't. Okay, well, it. she's real close. If she hasn't been named, she's out. She's out. You would think so after this. Yeah, she wrote um, a Young Conservatives op-ed about crony capitalism. Republicans oppose this, remember? Instead, we support competition on a level playing field, remember? Because we know special interest crony capitalism is one big fail. She's talking about the carrier deal. And she says... 
foundational to our um, uh, exceptional nation's sacred private property rights, a business must have freedom to locate where it wishes. In a free market, if a business makes a mistake, including a marketing mistake that perhaps carrier executives made, threatening to move elsewhere, claiming efficiency's sake, then the market's invisible hand punishes. It is an illogical precedent of a corporate welfare system as a hallmark of corruption and socialism. However well-meaning, burdensome federal government imposition is never the solution. Never. Not in our homes, not in our schools, not in our churches, not in our businesses. Gotta have faith that the Trump team knows all of this. I'll be the first to acknowledge concerns over a deal cut by leveraging taxpayer interests to make a manufacturer stay put where unfounded once terms are made public. Again, he said he was going to do this. All through the campaign, he said he campaigned on this. I will get this done. Following through There's, on campaign promises. Exactly right. So is Sarah Palin is she stable? Because I don't I really don't understand this. She was all for everything he was saying. He said he would do this. Most logical explanation, binary choice. That's, that's all. It wasn't a binary choice when binary she, choice. She, she endorsed no, before it was Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> she was, she a was, lot of choices. She endorsed. She was all in in Iowa. She endorsed before I endorsed. Yeah. Um, so she was all in. He had been saying these things the whole time. His record shows that he believes in this kind of stuff. What? No, maybe she's Why? getting that VA thing. No. <laughs> maybe that's She's just under consideration, or at least yes, first the last all, few days, if that's all it's been. Maybe she's been told she's not getting it. Well, she's not getting it after this. But, it's but I, don't, I really don't understand it. And one last thing. How do you give the HUD secretary position, which he has done today, it was announced, to Ben Carson? That was announced yes. this morning. Yeah. Okay. So... Didn't Ben Carson just say he doesn't know how to run the federal government? He didn't want to be in the head of an agency because literally he said he doesn't, he has no experience on running it. Because then he wouldn't have taken this, right? And why were you running for president of the United States if that's the case? uh, A little interesting. We already treaded that ground. I just want to, I just want to ask, A, (laughs) you were offered health and human services. Yeah, that has stuff to do with doctor stuff, right? Like, and that makes sense. He might not know right. all the ins and outs of the bureaucracy, but he but at least know, knows the subject matter well. What do you know about housing and urban development from Detroit? Okay, other than being from a failed city, what do you know about HUD? Where is your expertise there, and makes us feel good that you know how to run that bureaucracy compared to the bureaucracy? That you knew all the yeah. stuff about. He lives in Florida. Obviously, Carson's a smart guy, um, and it, but it does, you know, uh, stink of the idea of he's a loyalist and this is the one he wanted. That's what it strikes. That's what it smells like. Yep. You know, he's a guy. He did everything he could. Weird one um, to want. I mean, why? It might be important to him to develop uh, inner city communities, whatever. What, I actually think his that was passion. it. I actually think that was and it. Was he, the inner city communities yeah, and he, because he was from Detroit. Okay, all right. Well, that doesn't we, mean he has expertise in the. We have to take a break and come back, let our brain just stop jiggling for a second, 
uh, and then come back. We can continue that conversation. And, of course, the left was concerned that uh, Donald Trump was going to start his own media empire. Have you heard the latest? It looks like Barack Obama may be starting his own media (laughs) empire. We'll get to that here in just a second. First, let me talk to you a little bit about what happened in Ohio State. The assailant last week used a butcher knife, but the left was calling for more gun control before the bodies had even fallen to the ground. Politicians are threatening our Second Amendment rights. Let me talk to you about Christmas. Bond arms, a gun built here in America, unbelievably sturdy. I mean, you feel you pick a bond arms gun up. You guys have bond arms? Anybody? Have you fired a bond arms gun? Anybody? You pick that thing up, and you know it's a solid powerhouse. Uh, t- packs a double punch, double barrel. It's like a double barrel shotgun that fits in your pocket. I'm not kidding. It's unbelievable. They have a special limited edition. They all may be gone by Christmas. Get yours now. A PT-2A, a Protect the Second Amendment gun, heirloom quality, it's beautiful. It has 25 different barrels that fit every Bond Arms pistol. You can use 14 different calibers. Bond Arms is, is pledging also a portion of every PT-2A sold, going to protect the Second Amendment rights. It's a special limited edition handgun. Find it now at bondbeck.com. Looking for a great Christmas gift? Go to bondbeck.com. PT2A, protect the Second Amendment at bondbeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Listening to the Glenn Beck program. So what? What is the president's plan after? Now, remember, all the media could talk about for how long is how Donald Trump was going to start his own television. And what is this going to mean for Donald Trump? How is he going to be able to impact the country? And it was a devastating thing, remember? Horrible. From Rolling Stone, quote from the President of the United States, well, I'm going to take a long nap and a vacation. Yeah, I know he hadn't had a vacation for a while. Um, Then I'm going to start uh, start organizing my presidential center. The center is going to be focused on the next generation of leadership, which involves the question, how do we rethink our storytelling? How do we rethink the messaging and the use of technology and digital media so we can make a persuasive case across the country? End quote. Mm. Speculation is that while he won't be starting a traditional media company, he is going to get into the media. And uh, here's one. Uh, this is from uh, Mike.com, M-I-C. Um, Obama considers media to be the central focus of his next chapter. Um, we believe, although we can't tell you exactly what form it will take, it will be something along the lines of a show streaming on Netflix, a web series 
of a comedy site or something. It remains unclear. Um, He has discussed launching his own media company, but he has cooled on the idea while of late. He will remain actively engaged, inspiring young people interested in changing the ways people consume media and information. To be clear, this is not the president-elect we're talking about. We're talking about the president, Barack Obama. We're talking about Barack Obama. Now let's watch the media celebrate this president. Oh, my God. If he does half of what Donald Trump was most likely going to do if he lost the presidency. Let's see them speak out of both sides of their mouth yet again. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. This weekend with Brad Pitt. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, yeah. It's slow, but it's good. It's, it's, I, I walked out, I saw that it had a 60 or 50, 88 or 9 on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. And I walked out and I went, eh, it's about, I, I'm about 60%. Right. It's about right. Yeah. It's about right. Because that's not good for a movie of that genre. Like Rotten Tomatoes, if it's a horror movie and it's got a sixty, it's, go, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. And this is the uh, but, this is the his co star is the one he cheated on Angelina with. It was reported. Yeah, well, it was it's, reported. It's reported widely and it's Well, it's, and it's said from credible sources like the National Enquirer. So International <laughs> Business Times also reported it. Well, you do yeah. see, I will tell you, there are times you look across the table because I knew that story and I'm like, wow, I mean, he's got a consistent taste from babe to babe here on right. on like the eye. you look and there are times it looks like the eyes of angelina it's hollywood though right nothing you're, else you're in a movie angelina. with someone you have an affair with them that's hollywood seems like i it. think so yeah yeah it seems to me so yeah but I mean, that and i don't think he was happy with angelina i mean angelina would scare the crap out yeah, but of it's me. not about it's not about being happy or being in love i mean it's just after a while you just <sighs> Got to be with somebody else for a while. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Really? Yeah. Uh, does Amber really? know about that? I'm sorry. What? That that's what it's about. Your your Who wife. You, uh, does she know that that's a, what it's about? A, I think she celebrate. <laughs> yeah, if you don't think if you don't think the most uttered phrase in the Jeff Fisher household is "get off me," <laughs> you're fooling yourself. <laughs> and and two and two. I mean who. Who's coming for sloppy seconds? <laughs> I mean, look at him. Yeah, that implies that she's had her way with you. So you're right. He's coming for sloppy first on him. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but anyway, it was it was a it was a decent movie. Anybody see a good movie this weekend? Anybody do anything well, on this weekend? Should we talk about since we're on this topic? Of, uh, no, 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 about um, Hollywood and. Uh, Sex in Hollywood, this mm-hmm. supposed rumor about Last Tango in Paris. Have you heard this story? No. You know, starting with Marlon Brando. Yeah, from yeah, yeah, like yeah. almost 50 years yeah, ago. 70s, yeah. right? The 70s, right? Yeah, early 70s. Early 70s. So there's a scene in the movie in which he uh, does some things to his co-star, uh, who was, I guess, 19 at the time. 
Um, and for, it's long been rumored, apparently, that uh, it was actual uh, sex. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a, there's a, a food product used. Uh, there's a... I mean, it happens on film, Stu. <laughs> I mean, we got your opinion on this. <clears throat> the point is, though, there's now rumors that it was actually not consensual. That the, 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 what they showed on film was actually Marlon Brando raping this woman. And so, and apparently the director of the movie oh, no. came out and said something to, the effect, something to the effect that made people believe that it actually, that it was true. Um, now, she has said in the past that it was, there was no sex involved at all. Um, but this is an older comment that now they think that, I mean, she's saying no. So I tend to take her word for it. I mean, because it wasn't her saying it at 19 years old. It's her saying it like a right. few years ago. Uh, but he was saying that, I guess the way he phrased it was that he, he didn't tell her about this scene, which is obviously a graphic scene, until like right before. It wasn't in the script or anything. Um, so she didn't know she was doing it. Oh, and my gosh. She just felt, at 19 years old, felt like, oh, my God, I'm just going to, you know, I, well, what am I going to do? I'm a 19-year-old, and I want to be a star. And so she just went along with it and was like, and, and, and the reason the director gave was because he wanted to see, like, real terror. Oh, the reaction, yeah. However, oh, so is he a rapist in the movie or i didn't I, see the last tango yeah I, I believe and i didn't see i haven't seen it either he's a bad guy but he, no i think they're in the middle of a love affair and he goes a little bit too far like i think that's the way they kind of like they're having a, they're hooking up a lot anyway and he kind of just decides that he's going to do this additional right. thing that i can't really discuss on the air and uh oh, i'm so intrigued now. <laughs> this is how you sell a movie i know this uh, is how you No, i mean it's <laughs> this is how the devil works try to run <laughs> Marlon Brando into the mud, man. That's can't be doing that. Well, I mean, uh, it's not hard. No, not hard. at the end he could. Marlon Brando? Yes, he couldn't get out of the mud. But, but to the to the point where like make, like big actresses and actors in Hollywood are saying like this every copy of this movie should be burned because wow really yeah like it's uh, it was uh, it's apparently a big deal in Hollywood circles. Right now, well, um, it's a kind of weird because I mean, it's true. If it it's was true, though. it's like one of the worst things that it's ever happened in Hollywood. I mean, it's Maria uh, Schneider. It's a long list. Maria Schneider is is the the actress, and she told the Daily Mail in 2007 that no actual sex took place, right. but that she had felt quote a little raped unquote by both Brando okay, well, and Bertolucci. But then oh, her, wow. but then the, the director she was forced to take yeah, the part, just, right? And she didn't know, I guess, and at the so, time from the article. I think that's the same article I read. She didn't know at the time that she could say no to something if it wasn't in the script. Because it was, you know, a long time ago, maybe she didn't understand her, you know, whatever rights she had. And she was has. only 19. And she was only 19, so. so she just went along with it and did not was not happy about it at all. Um, but the, the director's comments are what updated this story, because that was the, the 2007 comments. Um, the uh, director's up, kind of went on that same road of basically saying that, like, they did it intentionally to see, like, fear in her eyes right. and just get her real reaction as someone who was going through something they didn't, really want to go through yeah i don't think um, that's right that, right so it's, i don't that know that kind of is taping a rape scene and falls out of the category of acting right and i would say that like you know there's plenty of people in hollywood who are like but it was the art the art of yeah the we got it's the same hollywood that celebrated right. roman polanski right. exactly years. thank you jeffy exactly roman polanski Stop it. who is raping a 14 year old is still celebrating still nominated for awards today yes I mean, I, you know, Woody Allen? Anyone ever hear of Woody Allen? I mean, that's not exactly... We're supposed to burn these? I, yeah, I, Stop it. But, I mean, it's interesting to see that they would come out and say that. Now, I don't... The, the, the seeming truth of it is that they did not actually have sex, and that's on her word in 2007, 
you know, she could. She, she was, said she felt basically raped. Yeah, because, because of the, right, because she had to take part in the scene and she didn't want to. Right, which is you know more of a metaphor, not an actual necessarily physical rape, but it's a sexual thing, rape. and it was a it was a you know advanced sexual uh, act that they were going through here. So it was it, you could. Can see you give the me the food substance to give me a hint? I can. I can give you that. Butter, 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 butter. It's in this article. It's butter. 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 And can't explain Not parquet, butter. butter. Ha. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I'm That's afraid probably, to... Uh, just as well. Yeah. It's, it's none of us have ever seen, I'm assuming, except for Jeffy, obviously, uh, Last Tango in Paris. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know what they had done with the butter, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think we probably... Would. I grew up in a bakery, <laughs> and I can think of some things that you would do with butter, but what a waste of butter. Delicious on rolls. Not necessarily uh, yeah. a waste. <laughs> All righty, I'm going to leave it at that. Like I'm going to go to LifeLock. Um, LifeLock is our sponsor this half hour. During the holiday season, people show appreciation to friends and family, those who have served our country. Unfortunately, veterans are a prime target of fraud right now. Since vets receive guaranteed retirement, mm. disability incomes, identity thieves create scams, faking benefit buyouts in exchange for pension plans. This is horrible. This is America's fastest growing crime. And when thieves use your information to pretend they're you, they can buy things on your credit, liquidate your bank accounts, even get your retirement funds. Get LifeLock right now. If you're a LifeLock member, you become a victim of identity theft. The U.S.-based team from LifeLock will resolve your case. Free credit monitoring only detects the credit problems, does nothing about it. That's where the tough part comes. Not detecting, cleaning it up. No one can prevent all identity theft to monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the best identity theft protection available. You can join right now for a special 15% discount. Go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-440-4936. 1-800-440-4936. Use the promo code BEC15. 1-800-440-4936. BEC15. Save 15%. Offer ends December 31st. The promo code is BEC15. 1-800-440-4936. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. It's the, it's the outrage. We're just, just still talking about this last Tango in Paris thing. It's the fake outrage that, I mean, imagine if Donald Trump would have done this. If imagine enough on The Apprentice or something, he had set somebody up like this. They would have said he was the worst human of all time. Some of them did. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of them are saying this about the director of this movie. Some are. Some are not. Mm-hmm. And how long has it taken? Since 1972? 73. But the 73? comments from the director are new. That's why. Right, still, but there were people on the set. Or new-ish. Yeah, they saw it, and they didn't say anything because it was Marlon Brando in a big film. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I mean you're standing around watching a rape? You saying something? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, however, me too. I mean, whether those people actually knew that or not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we, you know, you want to talk about outrages. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Fruit Loops earlier. 
So I had to make that segue. And yeah. so uh, we have this, and we only have a few minutes to do it. Should we do this? Because yeah. the point was that you say, you say that there is, there is no difference between the blue flavored and the yellow flavored and the red flavored. Right. And the reason we're on this is because there's that uh, controversy with Breitbart and uh, Kellogg's boycott. And by the way, we stand with, I know we just bought four little packages of cereal, mm-hmm. but we stand <laughs> with Breitbart on that. Even though, and especially because we don't agree with Breitbart. I, I don't really agree. Uh, it, more voices, not left. You don't shut people down. Right. It's stupid. The, pro, the boycott stuff is nonsense. I would say it's nonsense on both sides. But, but the real controversy is that each of these different colored flavors are exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. Flavor. I've closed my eyes. Don't, don't tell me what color okay. that is, but remember it. Okay. I got a hint for you. Tastes like the grape one. They're all the same. Yeah. That was uh, that was the green <laughs> one. You just ate. Okay. Let me let me reach in and give it another one. Another little hint. Let me look. They're all the same. It tastes like the grape one. Yeah. Okay, and that's the blue one. <laughs> yeah, they all taste the same. They're the same. Like the lemon but one. They're all delicious. They are. They're exactly the same. Exactly not- the same, but they're all tasty. Very good. There's something, it, oh, really, my gosh. These are the, this it's is only the a problem. Cereal. If they all tasted like asparagus, then it would be bad. Right. I don't they care. Don't. This is yeah. not a bad thing. No, it's a good No, we're not uncovering uh, a scam. No. <laughs> I mean, we're just saying the... Br- it is... A- we're using this radio... Segment as a, a reason just to eat Fruit Loops. Yes, absolutely. We just don't want to talk anymore and we want to eat. But uh, beyond that, it is an amazing like mm. study in how visual you are yes. as an eater. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Because you really, I mean, I would have I to- bet yeah, money they that they different. tasted differently. And they yeah. don't. They taste exactly the same. So <laughs> you, know what, you know what another great cereal is? But you ha- they have to come up with a way that it doesn't destroy the roof of your mouth. Captain Crunch. Yeah, right? Oh, I freaking love Captain Crunch. I love Captain Crunch. You're not going to change that formula. No, it's so good. No, but doesn't it rip your mouth oh, yeah. apart? It does. You know, yeah, but it's worth it. I currently have. <laughs> Think of that. It's like eating broken glass. It is glass, so delicious that you're like, my mouth is mm-hmm. sore for a day. And you just oh. know that going in. And you know that the next day you're going to be sore in your mouth. But you go it's, through it anyway. Even those old movies where, like, the road rudder um, and the coyote would, like, jump on an Acme bomb and it would blow up. Right. That's how the inside of your mouth looks after uh-huh. eating Captain Crunch. But it's so good you don't care. There's another scandal. That says something because <laughs> you know there had to be taste tests and all kinds of testing. Oh, guys, this is wrecking the mouth of a lot of people. Well, put it out there and test. And everybody's like, I, I, don't, care. I don't care. There's it's another so scandal involving Captain Crunch. And I, we may have mentioned this before. But I was looking at all the amazing flavors on the side. They show the other Captain Crunch yeah. flavors you can get. And I was just looking at that this morning, in fact, b- before I came to work, um, <laughs> as I was eating my Captain Crunch. He's not really a captain either. And go he's, ahead. He's not a, that's yeah, another thing. He's go a ahead. captain. He's but a captain. one of the flavors is Oops All Berries. Yes. If it's a mistake, if it's an oops, why do you keep doing it? Right. I mean, if anything, is this man... I want to live in your head at 4 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Is he not the most incompetent leader of all time? That he has not been able to solve this very problem over multiple decades. Not a captain, though, I think. I don't think he has the competency. I am afraid to say this, because in in humiliating myself among these cereal aficionados, (laughs) but I have never had any other flavor than the original. Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. Let me get through some of them. Crunch berries, delicious. I I love the crunch berries. Crunch berries might be the all-time best. I will say, right now in my house, I have uh, only two flavors. 
um, which one of them is the is Captain Crunch peanut butter, which I freaking love. It's Ugh. my favorite peanut butter cereal. It's but but my I don't like it as cereal much as of all all the Captain Crunch cereals, all the f- cereals on the war, uh, in the planet on the planet. Uh-huh. Uh, Captain Crunch sprinkled donut crunch cereal. That wasn't uh, even on the side of the box. No, that and it's a, to try that out. It's out there. May I say? Oops. May I say the greatest cereal of all time? <laughs> and no woman is ever going to buy this for you. And I say it's wrong that they won't. Okay. Because there's no difference between that and this. Mini Oreo cookies and milk, just in a bowl. That's not. <laughs> yes, it is. It's just as much as a cereal as this is. Good point. <laughs> what is the difference? Seriously. You're just putting the. Just put, you take Oreo cookies. Uh huh. And the mini Oreo cookies, you dump them in a bowl, you pour milk on them, yeah. grab yourself a spoon, breakfast time. You, you are a milk. food innovator. Mm. You really are. You're there is fun. no, seriously, there's no difference. It's, it's honestly, it's like muffins. Right. It's cupcakes. Right. You're having a cupcake. Well, Oreo. Admit it. And, mean, and any woman who says, you can't have a cupcake for breakfast. Oh, really? You and your muffin? There's no difference. Oh, you can't. Oh, I can't have Oreo cookies and milk, but you can have Fruit Loops. Right. I'm not criticizing. I am not arguing with that one bit. It doesn't work if your woman doesn't eat Fruit Loops. As mine does not. I remember when I was a kid, we never had sugary cereal in the house. No, neither do we. When I would go away for the summers to my grandma's house, she would always, she would buy me Captain Crunch, and I thought it was the best thing in the world. I'm not doing that to my kids. I don't care if my kids are three times the size of Jeffy. They're getting Captain Crunch in the house. (laughs) My, My grandparents were worse than my parents. We had no oh, sugar boy. cereal. We had no soda. We had nothing. Back then? Oh, yeah. Wow. They were ahead um, of their time. And my grandparents were worse. They didn't grow it in the yard. We didn't have it. My parents thought this stuff was good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Did they this really? That's why I'm here. Yes. Uh, got to, uh, oh, yeah. This we stuff. always had sugar cereal. Oh, God. And, uh, my mom did. oh, my gosh. My like, mom was crazy about sugar cereals. No, right here, it has natural flavor in it. So it should be good. <laughs> Says so right it's, there. It's ingredient twenty six, but so it's got natural flavor. It's in there. <laughs> it's in not there. Bad. Oh, it's red forty too. At least it's not, not red dye number seven. Mm. No. Look what at it that way. That? Could be worse. It could also give you cancer. This is the Glenn Beck program. Mercury.